Welcome to Spellstorm Miniatures, a podcast about tabletop war games, including War Machine and Horrors by Privateer Press. We want to inspire you to play more. Back to episode twenty-three of uh, Spellstorm Miniatures. My name is Jeremiah. I'm Dan, and I'm Jeff. And we have a very special episode uh, for you today. Uh, we have Jeff on because uh, he just recently won a big event in California, and so we're excited to talk to him about that event. But we have other questions for him too, and so we're looking forward to that. Hey, before we get there, I just want to know how are you guys in the gaming world? Have you played any fun games uh, in the past? week or so that may uh, either War Machine or non-War Machine related? Well, I mean, as you, as you know, I mean, we played some uh, Malifaux, uh third edition. Gave that a try. That's and, right. Yeah. Little... Yeah, you ran Ma Tucket. Yep, Ma Tucket in the Bayou. And, and I ran Perdita. And so Perdita is a shooting master, and Ma Tucket has a bunch of stealth figures. Yes. Um, and so it wasn't very good for me. No. <laughs> no, we had no idea really what we were doing to begin with. Like, I had, my crew is the only crew I had uh, built and painted. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. that's like, that's what I was running. And it just so happens that, yeah, stealth and then uh, it's pretty good against uh, the Westerners there. Yeah. So in case you didn't know, uh, Malifaux just dropped their third edition this summer. And it is super clean. And they, they had all these different like conditions. They've boiled it down to 11 general conditions now. They renamed some of the abilities, so it's like super streamlined. That's the one that uses the deck of cards, right? Yes, okay. yeah. Got and it. it's, it's alternating actions. And so, uh, so it's like, you know, I go, you go kind of thing. And uh, the way that they have done it is all the rules are free online. And so you can actually play test even before you buy something. And it's amazing. Download, and you just print, print the cards and print the rules. And, uh, and you know, in a way, you just like paper stand ins for models. You could do that if you want. We actually have real models because (laughs) that's how we are in this world. But, uh, um, but it's fun. Um, I I enjoy having a different type of game um, because it makes me think differently. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so we got that game in, and we realized later that we got a couple rules wrong. Yep. But that's That's how it goes. Yeah, we didn't really finish out the game. We kind of ran out of time because we were stopping every like two minutes to, oh, how do we do this? Wait, how does this rule work? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. It was a good learning. It was fun. It was good. So, yeah. Any other games? Uh, no, that's it for me. Oh, okay. Uh, did you play any non-war machine games? Um, beyond video games, not really right now. I mean, okay. periodically, uh, I'll play Necromunda. I'm trying to get a Blood Bowl team together to play some Blood Bowl, but beyond nice. that, no. Both of those games are on my wish list. Um, so, at some point, I want to play Necromunda, and I definitely want to play Blood Bowl. When I was a kid, we played ne- the first edition of Necromunda, like, you know. 20 plus years ago or whatever it was um and the rules change between that edition and the current setup they're so much better and it's such a better game than it used to be nice. which is really exciting is like the game that i loved when i was a child nice they did release recently a uh, blitz bowl which is um an exclusive for barnes and noble and actually gw's been doing that they have a couple of games they have like a space marine adventures they have a new un- Warhammer Underworlds starter that's only sold at Barnes and Noble, and and the purpose of those games is to have an even more simpler rule set to get new customers, you know, to introduce people to the game. And so I actually did buy the Blitz Bowl. I haven't opened it yet, 
I don't know how compatible Blitz Bowl is with Blood Bowl. Well, Blood but... Bowl is a really simple game. It reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of, well, I haven't actually played Montpoc, but it, when I walk by the tables, it reminds me a lot of that. I mean, you're set yeah. to like six dice or four dice or whatever. It's been a while since I played it. And the movements are really basic. The It's a really basic tactics game. Mm. And honestly, the video game of Blood Bowl and the tabletop of Blood Bowl are so interchangeable in a lot of ways. Oh, nice. Okay. So. Cool. I got a couple uh, Warhammer Underworlds games in. A lot of plurality there. Uh, Oz and I played a couple weeks ago. Uh, we went with, uh, let's see, what did he have? He had his Fire Slayers again, and I think I ran Steelheart Champions, and Ozzy won again, because I don't know what I'm doing, apparently. <laughs> um, but then I did play at the tournament at uh, Rainy Day Games, and I got my first round victory. Uh, I ran I ran Garrick's Reavers, and it was super cool. I was I was just super aggro, just fighting as much as I can because I had all of these objectives that benefit me when I'm fighting. And the other person don't really know what his objectives were. Don't really know what he was trying to do. He had these like fancy cool cards that I didn't have. Um, but um, but I won the round. So and then I lost everything else. But <laughs> <laughs> congrats. Yeah, and then that's how it, it goes. And that's how it goes, right? And then but then I also won. They do random uh, random raffles, and so I won a new warband, and which I gave to Ozzy because he was that was actually one that he was interested in trying out. So what game is this? Warbands. Uh, it's Warhammer Underworlds. Warhammer Underworlds. So the first starter was Shadespire. So a lot of people just call it Shadespire. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a super fun game, and it's so fast. You can play three games in like forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it's unless you're like slow play, but yeah. Hey, how about any War Machine games? I know we got a lot of War Machine games in. I did. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, okay. Why don't you go first? Yeah. Um. So I got my Masters League game in finally. It was the first game I played since I got back from uh, NorCal, and I had put away the Grimkin and pulled out the Infernals, and played against James. Yeah. And I was just. I fumbled through the entire game just trying to learn my own models and like what's your defense spend two minutes looking that up and I'm playing on clock so you know I'm like well I'll lose this on clock but I might learn something here yeah and uh turned out I I ended up losing and I ended up learning a lot like just using the models going through the motions trying to figure out like oh if I do this what's going to happen oh he dies um (laughs) you know first time games but yeah, that's the only game I've gotten in since okay. NorCal. And that was your first Infernals game, period, uh, right? I played well, Infernals at Lock and Load. Oh, yeah. But, that but um, I'd had a lot to drink at Lock and Load, yeah. so I don't remember playing Infernals at Lock and Load. Yeah, that's fair. It doesn't that's count fair. then, right? That's yeah, how that yeah. goes. Yeah. So, yeah, first game. Okay. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, I was at uh, Ready Day, and there was a there was a guy named Andrew who, who had come in, and he's a returning player. And so we put together a 35-point list, and, and we just played. And, and he, he was, I think he was running Sloan 1, and I was running Makeda. And, and, and I just kind of advised him uh, after his first movement that maybe he shouldn't put Sloan there. And, <laughs> and so I said, I said, I could assassinate you. I'm not going to. I want to play Scenario, and let's just see how it goes. And so that, therefore, we got a game out of it, and we had two or three more rounds, and nice. and I eventually did win on scenario, but um, but I th- I thought he, I thought he had a, a good returning experience, and I invited him to come back, and I don't know if he's been back because um, I've been traveling a lot, but um, but um, but so that was one of my games. Um, another time I played just a friendly with Harry, and he was running Rahera, 
uh, Crix version. Yeah, yeah. And I was running Makeda still because I'm still in my ten game window with with learning that caster, and I did a Molokarn bomb and assassinated. I charged a Blood Gorger, I think, and then sidestepped into Rahera and proceeded to put her in the ground. And then we and then we hit stop and we said, okay, let's back it up and let's keep playing. And so uh, so we then we played the game further as if that didn't happen. And then um, I assassinated her again later. <laughs> and so, but it was it was fun. It was good, right? Because he was learning Rahera, it gave him a chance to, to flex with that. Also, I'm learning Makeda, gave me a chance to you know flex with that. And then um, and then my Masters League first game is against Harry. <laughs> but this time he comes back with uh, what's the what's the caster's name? Benethrax. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and so Benethrax just says no, <laughs> and I was like, okay. So uh, so my last um, my last hoorah was to charge and to sidestep around to Benethrax and uh, with Makeda, and um, I didn't have I didn't have enough fury. I had to I had to cut to get to, to all the way up to get fury. Um, even just to be able to do that because oh, yeah. because he had feeded and and so you know so I was like oh bummer and there was this one turn there was this one turn where where I felt it was sort of the linchpin where he had some solo that could like shoot for days and I don't remember the solo's name and the hell slinger yeah that probably is right uh, that sounds familiar Crick's cane or whatever yeah that's what yeah. it is yeah and so he had him and then he had one of his heavies behind him. And so I charged with Malakarn, and my goal was to charge the Hellslinger so that I could get to the heavy because, um, because I couldn't see the heavy because of the forest, but I could see, you know, Kane. And, uh, and with both of my initials, I, I rolled a three. Oh. And what's really bad is I had an unactivated Eilish just kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. Over and I was like, "Oh, that just feels bad." Probably and so, a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. And so, so anyway, um, so my, after my latch ditch, you know, failed assassination attempt, you know, Harry put me in the dirt, and so, and I was running. Actually, actually, I think I ran out of time during that activation, as I think too. So I think that's how they officially scored it. But um, but Harry won. Our so I'm zero one in my Masters League. Yeah, we're tied. We're yeah, we're tied. So, yeah. Okay, great. Well, hey, um, we're excited to have you on. I'm excited to just talk about getting out and playing games, especially the tournament and traveling and stuff. And we have questions from some of the folks that are um, part of the Spellstorm Miniatures Discord channel. And, and so they're excited to have, have you interact with them vicariously through us. And, and so, um, yeah. So, Dan, why don't you kind of get us started and let's, let's have a fun conversation. So... Really yeah. quick, how yeah. did you get uh, into that Discord channel? Because I'm not a part of it. Oh, so if you actually just go to our spellstormminiatures.com website, mm-hmm. on the right-hand side, there's a menu of different things, and one of the, I think the top link is join our Discord. I will have to do that when I get home. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a neat little community, and uh, we talk about um, all the games. Because yeah. we play all the games. Yeah, more than <laughs> hordes. Like, yeah, it gets all on there. Yeah, yeah. Or if you got something, maybe we can add a channel. Level <laughs> channel, I think, might be coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only if I have someone who will play with me. Okay. I'll play with you. Hey, oh, there it is. Um, well, let's start. Like, you know, like the NorCal Classic. We're talking about that. Can you tell me uh, a little bit about that? Um, 
I don't know a lot of its history. Okay, well, I, mean, I, I think uh, this is the second year of it. It might be more. It's uh, right outside of San Francisco in a city called Mountain View, which is it's gorgeous down there. And it's uh, really hot, unlike San Francisco. Oh. Um, yeah, it it's held in a game store called Game Castle, which is about the size of uh, Guardian Games here okay. in downtown Portland. That's a good size. Yeah, it's a pretty big warehouse type uh, game store and we took up uh, most of it so there was probably oh I want to say there was about 38 to 42 people in the Solos Masters that's cool and there were six teams so 30 people in the uh, team tournament on Friday that's um, a good showing that's good yeah it was it was really cool I'm sure they they tacked on the uh, team tournament with the Solo Masters to make it a Iron Gauntlet qualifier as well which is a pretty good idea yeah so um but yeah, so it was an entire weekend. It started on Friday with the team tournament. Uh, and then first thing in the morning on Saturday, we kicked off the Solo Masters. And there were three rounds that day. And then Sunday, we had the final two rounds of Solo Masters. Um, yeah. Okay. So three days of War Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I played eight games total. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> That's pretty good. I played one caster total. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't the clocks, huh? Not, right? Well, there were two. All right, yeah. Okay, you had yeah. two of them, but it wasn't wasn't all of them. No, no. Um, yeah, so then you ended up uh, taking the Masters down in that? I did. Um, the team event, I think our team was one and two. I wasn't honestly paying too much attention. I was just... I Friday was so hot. I was so overheated. I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we went down in the, in the team tournament, which was the big tournament for all of us. And then I was just like, yeah, when I lose the uh, solo... Uh, we'll go hang out and, you know, um, there's the Winchester house down there that we wanted to go to. Um, but yeah, so. Well, but you never lost, so, so you yeah, just kept playing. I never lost. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't make it to the Winchester, but you made, you got a pretty cool looking trophy. I did. So, I got, yeah. got a spiky trophy. That's cool. That's cool. The dig but's own car seat on your way home? <laughs> <laughs> no, the big trophy actually stays down there. I got okay. my name engraved on it, but nice. um, it stays down there for next year, which now obviously I have to go back next year. And defend your title. Yeah. 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 Um, that's why the Canadians keep coming back to I-5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I got to take home the Warfare Weekend, uh, or the, sorry, Warfare Qualifier uh, Trophy, which was a smaller, I think it's wood. Okay. Um, it's purple and spiky. Yeah, <laughs> so that's cool. I'm feeling a lot of spikiness is, uh, is the uh, yeah. theme. Yeah. It must be scoring down yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't run into a single scoring player. I mean, really? Well, they were down there, obviously. They were yeah. playing, but I, I managed to dodge all of that, which wow. is so wonderful. Yeah, because they have a pretty okay game into Grimkin? Um, I don't have a lot of practice into them, first oh, off. Oh, that's what the then, issue is. Yeah. yeah, and then secondly is uh, every time I played against them, I'm usually assassinated turn two or three. Okay. So, yeah. That's usually my game plan. So. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, be the, be the score and get in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so, I mean, we'll play off that a little bit. So, obviously, do you plan on uh, traveling to Warfare Weekend? Um, yeah, actually, as I was sitting at the finals table when the clock finally ticked down to zero, and I kind of got over, it's like, oh my god, I, I actually just won this thing. Um, I texted one of my friends, I'm like, hey, uh, you're going to Warfare Weekend, uh, you got a room? <laughs> <laughs> so I had a room set up for about, you know, 20 minutes after the event was over, and then, nice. uh, I've been trying to figure out airfare ever since. Yeah. So. Nice. 
so yeah, I'm going out there. I'm going up to Canada for TACX here in a couple weeks. Um, oh, and I'm going to LVO this year. So, oh, that's amazing. That's that's a high number one on my list. I want to do I, that sometime. I like Bally's a lot as a casino hotel place. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. have so much good food just right around there. I go to I go to Las Vegas for food more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> they have the best food. Uh, right? They do. Dude, oh. the Bellagio buffet on the weekends is stellar. Oh. I've never been to that one, but oh. at Cosmo across the street from uh, Bally's, they have mm. a dim sum and tacos, <gasps> which is just amazing. Dim sum and tacos. Dim sum and tacos. What? I need to Dude, go to there. Case combined. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna schedule that. I'm gonna tell Laura to take vacation. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that reminds me, there's a place in Portland that, that makes its faux and burritos. They call it the Forito. Ooh, I could do that. So, that sounds yummy. I mean, that might be in the near the convention center. There you go. I have to take that on note. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sidetrack track of food talk, you know. It seems to be a theme, right? Yeah, food oh, comes up goodness. and just goes. We're recording while hungry. Right. So, uh, all right. So, Curtis's evil twin uh, on Discord there, uh, he was kind of asking, like, plays a little bit what you just said. So, you just won the major event. What did it feel like? Uh, honestly, shock. Um, hmm. I didn't expect to be in the finals. I, I didn't expect to be in the second day on really. Um, so as I was going through that game, um, on turn two, he had just this amazing assassination attempt that was a hundred percent pretty much. Well, it could have been a hundred percent if I dodged it stops. Let's go with like 70%. I didn't put it in an off the machine. Anyway, he has this assassination attempt. He has, it has me lined up for it perfectly. He forgets to activate one model, his uh, uh, oh, fish sticks. Uh, yeah, the Bogtrog. Bogtrog, Miss Speaker. Miss Speaker, yeah. Um, he forgets to activate that one model to give his bird magical weapons, and then mm. uh, 100% in my mind, assassination goes to zero. He had Dreamer on one box, only had to hit her once, and it would have been over. And he forgets to activate that model, and that's gone. And even after that, like, it was a, it was a, rough rough game uh that i almost lost probably one or two more times um but i was able to grind through that and win so at the end of that there was this really long grindy game um on top of seven really long grindy games all weekend yeah and then at the end of it it it's just like man this is over and i actually i won this thing and it didn't really dawn on me well obviously i texted uh my friend but it didn't really dawn on me until they handed me the trophy yeah and i'm like wow this is this is a thing cool i guess i'm going to warfare weekend <laughs> nice and yeah. then about a week later i found out it was a iron gauntlet qualifier so now i don't have to pay for my lock and load ticket either that is excellent very cool i didn't so, know that either did i it's like oh, wow i think i was listening to a podcast or something they were talking about norcal and i'm like oh it's a it's an air gauntlet qualifier yeah. nice <laughs> so, so you're set for next year too i'm set for next yeah. year i Probably one of the first people to qualify for Iron Gauntlet. I think you were rated fifth or so in the oh. fifth one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. But still, so, really early in the season. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Just to have that done. Yeah. So a little bit of follow up on that. Now that it's sunk in, we kind of touched upon it. But now that now that you had a couple weeks to take it in. <laughs> well, yeah. And this you is know. your second podcast that you've yeah. been on. Yeah. 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 So now you're like. Like, people are wanting to talk to you now, so... Well, we wanted to talk to him beforehand, too. Yeah. To be fair, that is true, but... Well, I mean, even before this. Yeah, yeah. but like... Before your win. Yeah, but now, but, you know, it's settling in, and and there's, you know, there's, you know... How do you feel? Um, a little bit stressed. Uh, Honestly, I'm going to Warfare, and 
So as I was going through these games, I was talking to my opponents, and I'm like, yeah, this is the last time I'll be playing Grimkin, and Monday starts Infernals, Monday starts Infernals. I have it set up for this uh, this Masters League we're doing up here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I win, and I'm like, oh, if I want to stand a chance at Warfare, I probably have to play Grimkin. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have a month of Infernals, and then um, I'm taking Infernals to Attack X, so... If I'm gonna take uh, Grimkin to Nor or to uh, Warfare Weekend, I have to get some practice games in, obviously. So yeah, uh, I'm trying to really trying to figure out what faction I'm gonna be taking out there. Whether I'm gonna go out there and have fun or go out there and try hard. Yeah, and I don't know. I I'm kind of torn on it because fun sounds like fun. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> definitely in the fun bracket. But let me ask you this question. What does the winner get at Warfare Weekend? Like, what do you win if you get that? Other than I like, don't know, good okay. prizes. Um, oh yeah, prize support. But you're already because you're already qualified for IG. Yeah, yeah. So you don't need to qualify again. Dream Crush. <laughs> oh, you get um, to be the crusher of dreams <laughs> with the dreamer. Yeah. <gasps> oh, so <mad>. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting though, like looking at the opponents at Warfare, there's not a single person on that list that I'm like, okay, that I I got this. Easy. It's looking at that list, I know all these names and it's kind yeah. of a I don't know if it's a pride thing, obviously I want to win because yeah, it's me. But uh it would be interesting to be able to take out some of those guys. Yeah. That's no, I, I get that totally. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. it's always that fun time. But yeah, it's like then that mix of mix of fun versus wanting to do it. You know, so if you want to, you know, going out to events, obviously you always kind of want to have some fun, even mm, if you're competing, yeah. competing hard there. Um, like you said, you guys were looking at maybe going out to uh, the house there, check out some of the sightseeing if you if you tend to lose. Do you kind of go with that backup plan or of like, oh, I might lose this one? Like you're saying, these are some tough names. What happens if you go out there and... Oh, if I go to Warfare and I lose, I'm... Um, well, let's skip over actually back to Lock and Load this year. Um up until this year at Lock and Load, I went to Lock and Load and I sat in the Iron Arena and I got game after game after game and it, it made me a better player. Getting practice obviously makes you better. Yeah. But um, this year I go down or I went up there and uh, I hung out for probably 80% of the time. I just hung out with people mm. and went out and ate and went out and drank and hung out and had a way better time this year than I've probably ever had at Lock and Load. I met a ton more people. Um, hmm. it was, it was a lot of fun. So if Warfare, if I go down there, if I go 0 and 2, I'll probably drop and then hang out, probably play some board games. It's oh, not yeah, just War Machine there. Cause they have other things there too. Oh yeah. 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 I, yeah. That's why it's Warfare instead of War Machine. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Are your Captain uh, Sonar, is it? Maybe this is a uh, popular. Captain Sonar. Yeah. All right. I think that's what the name of it is. Oh, yeah, look it up. Apparently, that's a little sub-faction of some of the guys play down there. All right. I'll uh, look that up. Check that. Yeah. Check out Pagani's new game while I'm down there or something. Oh, yeah. The, the Marvel Prices. The Marvel one, yeah. Prices Protocol. Yeah. I'm not, a, not really looking forward to it right now, but it, I don't know. I, I don't get into games until I see them in action. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Monpok, I was kind of interested in, but now that I've seen people play it, I really want to yeah. really want to try that out. See, that's my problem. I want to pick up MCP. But then at the same token, I'm like, okay, I'm already like kind of getting into Moncock, Riot Quest coming out, War Machine Hordes releases. I'm like, yeah, uh, but Riot Quest is actually just an extension of the game you already play. 
fine, but it's still. <laughs> yeah, but it looks so fun. Tell that to my wife. I know. <laughs> they were no. playing it uh, down at NorCal, um, all the WTC team that was down there, uh, the Best Coast or whatever they're called now. Um, they were all playing it in the hotel lobby, and it's like, oh, I, I should probably play that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice fun filler. So, yeah, so you touch upon, you know, you get some of the community out there, which is always kind of that, that nice feel. Um, and have you been traveling to many, or is this like your, you know, your first um, big travel? You said TACX, some stuff's coming up, lock and load. I, I usually travel via car. Uh, this, NorCal was actually my very first get on a plane with my models, which is an experience in and of itself. Um, but usually, yeah, you just, you know, throw everything as best as you can in your car and hope nothing breaks on the way there. And you have a lot more room and uh, control over what's happening to your bags. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I know a lot of our listeners probably fly, and maybe some of them have really good experience, maybe some don't. How was your experience flying with models? Um, so I was with Aaron and James, uh, went on the same plane, sitting right next to each other. So the three of us all had our bags full of models. And for, for me, um, I was using my battle foam bag, and I have the acrylic inserts that I made for that. So... It was kind of my first test of the acrylic that I'd made or the acrylic that I cut up for my for my model trace and it turned out really well. Like I think one of my clockatrices broke, but I think that was something I did down there. I think I dropped it mm. and it just shattered. <laughs> oh. Um I got six. Yeah, but, you know, we should take a you family. Have enough. Yeah, we should take a family photo of your clockatrice because they all look a little different. They do. They, well, two of them look right. about the same, but all the rest of them have various jets and eggs, and it's my clocks are a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so traveling, uh, getting through security was no big deal. They didn't even blink at me twice, which I totally thought they'd pull me aside and pull open the bag and be like, "What are these things?" <laughs> and be like, "I'm a giant nerd." Here you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> never been arrested for that before. <laughs> um, not yet. Not yet. But getting on the plane, uh, the battle foam bag is just big enough to be a carry-on, which is cool, and it'll fit in the overhead bins, which is really cool, but it only fits sideways. Oh, so, that's so cool. I had to put it on its back, and I'm like, okay, well, the trays are designed to manage this, to handle this. It shouldn't be a big deal, and it turned out it wasn't, which is great. But it's one of those things I didn't really think about, like, okay, well, I have to rotate this bag plus mm. vibration of the plane, so there we go. And you have to go on these bigger planes. Like, yeah. uh, as soon as you go on a small plane, like a little puddle jumper or something, well, now they're going to throw your bag in the belly because okay. it can't fit in the overhead and it can't fit under your chair in front of you. Mm. So I've been racking my brain since I got home uh, to try and think of a design that would work for a smaller overhead space. Um, I, I had no idea about that. Like, I didn't even think about that. The idea of that, first of all, I didn't know that your bag could fit in the overhead. That was, that's a new information. But then the second that, you know, that it actually have to be on your back. And so if, like, if, like, if I, I run foam currently and if my foam isn't tightly packed, you know, then it could, like, that, that was also bad around. things could happen. Yeah. Or if you have a Magna rack, well, now oh. it's on its side, shaking around. <laughs> See, I know a lot of locals have Magna Racks. Well, and I have a Magna Rack for my Legion Army oh. that I'm going to be doing, and I didn't even think about that. That's why you should get some acrylic trays. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might have to talk more. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that is one thing, and 
on the smaller planes, I used to fly a lot for my work. So mm. I kind of, and I had, I had to carry three laptops around with me, like cross country and back. Yeah. Which is all well, that you can get arrested for. Yeah. <laughs> true. true. <laughs> um, this was back before TSA pre. So I had to take the laptops out of my bag and yeah. do all this stuff, which by the way, if you plan on traveling and if you're going to fly more than twice in the next five years, get TSA pre it's 85 bucks and you don't have to take off your shoes. They don't like you just go through the metal detector. You don't have to worry about much. And you get through security like five times faster here at PDX. It's, Wish I would have known that. I traveled a lot this summer. Oh, it's it would have been so worth nice, the eighty-five right? bucks. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I just renewed mine, which is why I throw that out there. Got it. Nice. So anyway, I used to travel a lot for work and kind of learning the ins and outs of airplanes and how to get like I can't put this laptop in the belly of a plane because I'll get fired if that happens. Mm-hmm. So trying to to figure that out from small planes to large planes to whatever and I think that experience kind of helps with the war machine bag or mm. it makes me more paranoid I'm not sure which one mm. <laughs> one or the other is got a foot on that strap watching your bag <laughs> yeah well yeah I don't want my models broken but I'm like I have glue I can fix anything right. that can happen here <laughs> yeah yeah that's excellent all right, so um, that's kind of some of the traveling side. We got another like, question from uh, from Judy was asking about how has your play style evolved, if at all? Um, my play style has gotten tighter, if that means anything. Um, so back in the day, but a year or two ago, um, my play style was I'll throw models at you and I'll deal with it. And to a, to some extent, I still play that way. Uh, James pointed out in the last game that after turn two, um, it's like I figured out what I was doing and I was able to play the game in the final game because uh, he was sitting there live mm-hmm. discording it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> live tweeting on Discord. Yeah. Yes. I don't yeah. know what that is. Live posting? <laughs> yes. There you yeah, go. Yeah. There you there go. go. Live posting. Um, so he's like, yeah, you're kind of sloppy. And then you tighten it up and played the game for the rest of the game. And. Before, it never got tied. It was just sloppy <laughs> the entire time. Um, and even this time, I, when I was down there, I played through the game. Like, through the course of the games, um, I think game four, like right before the finals, I was talking with uh, Cosma, Alexander Cosma, and he's like, well, you did this, you did this, and you might want to think about these other things. And I really started talking with him and with uh, mm-hmm. some other people about my games and started doing some self-reflection there. And I think that helped me in the games while I was down there. And I've kind of done this over time, but not as deep. So my mm-hmm. game has gotten better with repetition and practice. But now I feel like I really need to self-reflect on my games in order to really see the flaws. Like, I wrote up all of my games when I got back because you guys reached out to me and then um, uh, Jaden. So I wrote turn by turn as much as I could remember about my games and how they were and what my thought process was. And it really helped figure out like, okay, yeah, in those first two turns of every single game, I had no idea what I was doing beyond I'm going that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a plan beyond, you know, I want to go first, I want to go second, or I want to take this side of the field, but I didn't have a plan of how I was going to take that side of the field, just I was. Um, Luckily for me, it worked, but... I don't know. It's it's kind of how my game has evolved, and now I'm trying to move forward with that. Have you always reflected, or is this kind of a, no. a recent uh, practice of yours? Um, 
So when I first started playing War Machine, my reflection was, okay, what rules did I get wrong and how did I cheat? <laughs> like if I won, how did yeah. I how did I actually win? Did actually, I, that's did fair, it right? right? Yeah. Um, and once I got past that, which two weeks ago, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, once I kind of got past that and I got my rules down and the game system rules down, and I'm starting to learn the others other people's models rules, um, which is really what this for me at least so far has been what this game is all about. It's been. I'm slowly, mm-hmm. you know, starting to be like, okay, well, now I, I feel like I have the information to properly reflect on my game. Like, yeah. It's now strategy, not rules. Yeah. You know, you know I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit of that now. While I'll stand, I'll stand across the table from someone and we'll say, well, this guy has this ability. And I'll, and I'll go, okay, I actually know what that does now. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that actually changes things a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like even dodge a very basic ability. Yeah. If you don't truly understand what that means, yeah, it can mess up your entire game. Yeah, yeah. I played a very vanilla Kador with not very many abilities. Yeah, and then I moved over to Scorn, and and like my whole world opened up with Anima, and <laughs> I was like, wow, I could do this, you know. And so now I'm I've put Legion on the table a couple times this summer, and now I'm experiencing new things. So. Yeah. Anima I really, I don't know, I started playing Trolls, uh, what, two or three years ago now. Um, and when I started playing it, my friend was like, you have to play a faction for a year. You're, fa- you're faction hopping. Mm-hmm. Play this, play mm-hmm. Trolls for a year. Give it a chance. Or or I think actually what he said was, I bet you can't play them for a year. And <laughs> if you say Ooh. that to me, that's yeah. the exact same as saying, okay, you're playing this now for a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my wife once bet me that I couldn't get a couch down a set of stairs. <laughs> down those stairs. Prove her wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I, it was the same basic experience because I came from Menoth into that, and I'm like, I have all these spells now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's interesting for me. I feel like I just kind of hit my stride in rules to mm-hmm. be able to actually sit down and think strategy. You know? That's nice. that's really cool. I I know what you're saying. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so some of you're saying some of the, has that competitive, you know, again, being in this event and so forth, has the competitive side helped change that style, like you're analyzing more, or, you know, um, do you think you've kind of, we're going on this track? Well, another, yeah, another way yeah. to ask that question so, is, yeah. if you weren't participating in tournaments, do you think you'd be where you are now? Yeah. No. Hmm. Um, I think that, so when I first started playing War Machine, uh, it was me and three other guys in a garage. Yeah. And that's, that was my meta. That's who I played with. And we all went to Lock and Load together, and we all played each other at Lock and Load. So we we didn't branch out. So I got I was playing against Trolls. I was playing against Kador. I was playing against Rhett and Legion, and that was it. Hmm. And this was back in Mark II, like early Mark II. Hmm. Um, and once I started going to a store and participating in game night... Um, it was like, oh wow, Cephalix, what is this? Oh wow, uh, not much, nothing here. <laughs> no, no, Cephalix. Is... <laughs> no, but it, all these factions that I'd never seen on the table. I mean, obviously, I saw the models, but I'd never seen them actually played. So right. now I'm playing against these things against players that are, are way better than my current experience, and I'm yeah. just getting stomped and trying to figure that out. I don't know. For me, getting stomped in a game is fun. 
Yeah, it's not a bad thing. No, it's... Yeah. I enjoy competition, which is why I do the tournaments, which is why I play the lists I play. Um, and I feel mean or bad when I'm playing against people that aren't competitive or are playing for more of a fluffy fun time because mm -hmm. I, I want to give them that experience, but it's really hard for me uh, with the way I play. <laughs> Understandable. I mean, like I said, you know, we're all here for all of our reasons and, you know, yeah. more importantly, we all want to have fun, but yeah, you kind of got that competition oh. feel, you know, you still want to win, but yeah, lose local, win bigger, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> it, well, fun is a good amount of, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. All people have all sorts of different types of fun. Exactly. So what's like one of your like favorite tournaments then? Kind of thinking about going out to these. Um, yeah, we have PDX Open. We oh, have the I-5. I we have, have the Lock and Load. The three-team tournament last year. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's been a lot PG, of events yeah. in the last year. There, there really has. I think yeah. I might say PDX Open is by far the best event that we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, do you have any personal stake in that? Uh, and why? No. <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't run that. Well, or help run that. <laughs> well, without without any brown nosing, I really enjoyed my experience at PDX Open. I, well, thank you. So, I really enjoyed my experience yeah, there as good. well. Like, um, the best, the best part of that for me was when things, like little things that I had thought of. Like, I, it's not really that big, but like the table numbers, um, I had my wife laminate all of them so people could use them to track their CPs and turns. Ingenious. It's it, just a little thing, and people were using them. I'm like, yay, people are using them. Um, and then the software we used that uh, Ben had recommended to me to track the tournament results, and it turned into, well, now people can monitor this online and mm -hmm. watch these results live as they're coming in. And that, I mean, without streaming, that's that seemed to be really cool. So there's yeah. a lot of little aspects that we threw into that that turned out really well. Uh, the worst part of PDX was it was one day. and It was rounds. a long day. It was a very long day. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the most important thing I did all day was every round I went to the water station yes. and drank a glass of water. Oh, every round. So and I well, by the end of the day, I was actually fine. I think I went home and watched a movie or something. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I didn't crash, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In NorCal, uh, it was probably ninety in the oh. room. Oh, I mean, that we're in a giant warehouse and they have these huge fans blowing yeah. in. And I mean, when it's 95 outside, what it's, are you really yeah. blowing in? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the first day I forgot my water and just sweat and dehydration and I didn't buy any water for some reason. Excuse me. Um, it was awful. Yeah. Drink water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pro tip right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Second, third day, drink water. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you win, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Hey, you drink water, you win. There's, that's the lesson for all you listeners out there. No. <laughs> I didn't lose the first day either, but even so. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Actually, good point. Good point. Wow. You had a good weekend. I was, you had a remarkable I was weekend. Eight, no, it was, it was ridiculous. Wow. Um, yeah. It, with one caster. Great. <laughs> yeah. Just a little running it. Yeah, no, PDX Open, that was a cool thing, like the streaming, like I, I had to work, so I couldn't make it, which oh, was a shame, right. you know, so like I just hear, heard a lot about it, and like you had a good setup, you know, the the being able to just check results every here and then was pretty cool, you yeah. know, so I enjoyed that aspect of it. Well, this year, hopefully, we'll have it at a different location. Uh, last year's location was nice. It's a really nice hotel, um, but 
being able to move it to potentially a game store, I think, will be so much better. Hmm. Yeah, so. provide some different things, and hopefully we'll have streaming down this time. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we get that. Um, so with that, so you, like I said, you, you participated in running that. And yeah. And yeah. um, did you play in it? No, I wish I'd played in it, but I was too busy running. All right, so your favorite tournament you've played in. Favorite tournament I've played in? Oof. And, um, and I'm not asking for anything, but did you participate in King of Coins? Oh, King of Coins was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Just wanted to make sure. That yeah. wasn't a tur- Well, I guess it was a tournament at the end there. It was, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, King of Coins is a great format, and uh, I, I'm actually laser cutting and 3D printing parts for the Canadians for their three of coins. I saw those. That looks, King of Coins. That looks so great. great. It, the uh, wooden one? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I really like those tokens. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen is the wooden one that okay. you posted. Yeah. There's a I've 3D seen... printed version of the same thing that doesn't oh. look as cool. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if you hadn't seen that, I'm going to show it to you. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the Canadians are doing their King of Coins, and that's cool. just a fun event. I had a, yeah. had a blast with the whole challenge system and everything. So yeah. that, thank you for putting that on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, tournament-wise, I had, I've had the most fun at Lock and Load, but not their tournament. I think I dropped after two rounds mm-hmm. uh, for the last chance qualifier this year. Um, I-5 last year was probably the funnest tournament I've participated in. I love the team events. Yeah. Um, and it's we did really well last year. I think we came in third, technically, um, even though we were at the top table, which... Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. And anyway, I, our team played you in round, round one. Round, yeah. yeah, you were my first round opponent. Last that's year. right. And if I had done something different... If you had held your feet, it would have gone a lot better for you. That's right. right. That was yeah. a big learning one. That was the first time I kind of played in that was a, yeah. the Lightbringer. And like, you yeah. know, I didn't realize I could take that oh, Lightbringer. And then right. after the talk, yeah, well, I was like, everyone's like standing over looking. Yeah, and we like, were all watching you. And yeah. it's like that. And I was like, ah. I mean, yeah, to be fair, like... I I didn't you know I didn't I didn't know where you were as a gamer when we played yeah. last yeah. year, but I had this perception that you were like this great gamer, and so <laughs> and so like I was kind of intimidated to play you at first. I was like, oh, I'm playing Jeff. I'm yeah. like, he's good. Like this is like what's going on in my head, and so I was playing like this with like this level of urgency, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I have to do this. I have to do this now. And you're right. If I would have held the feet, you know, it would have been better. Yeah. So. I, what's funny? I forget what. Cast you played. I want to say you played Vlad one or something. Vlad one and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like one of my teammates was playing virtually the same list, so I had a few uh, four or five games of practice against it. Yeah. And once you feed it, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Then I got this. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> game over. Yeah. Like, so but I didn't know that. I so. just kill you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But you did score a victory point or a CP. <sighs> That's right. I was the only one who got against you. Uh, something like that. I had the most against you, or the only one who got against you. I think something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how that. Because I, because yeah. Ron drills into me to like play hard on scenario. <laughs> totally. And so and so that's all I did last uh, last year was just scenario, scenario, scenario. I didn't care if it was assassination or clock. I was going to out scenario everyone, and and that's and I did that for like four or five months solid, and so that's you know yeah. Scenario is a great win condition. It's like you can have two models left and still win on scenario. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, some good fun. That makes I five is a pretty fun one, and we got the next one uh, coming up here pretty shortly too. Um, October twelfth. We yeah. still have some tickets. Yeah, we have that up on the Facebook page uh, to check that out as well. Yeah. Um. All right. So 
you kind of talked about where you're traveling next as Attack X is also yep. coming up very soon. That's uh, up in uh, BC. Kamloops. 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 Yeah. That's uh, Death Clock Dave and stuff is in that area, I think. And that's where Corey and all of them uh, are around, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, that's the right area. Um, it's Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. It's the right way north. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's go. a mystery once you cross that line. Go north, young son. Go north. Get <laughs> uh, your Nexus Pass if you're driving up there. There you go. So that should be uh, a fun. You said you're driving there this one? I'm driving. Um, I got a full minivan full of uh, full of gamers, so it'll be it'll be fun. Nice. Um, staying up there, obviously, it's a two-day event, I think. Oh, no, it's a three-day event. It's a Friday through Sunday, so we're going up Thursday, of course. Um, so mm. we'll get up there Thursday evening at, like, midnight or whatever, and then just kind of kind of hang out all weekend. Um I'm going to play Infernals to practice, but really mm. I'm going up there to, you know, hang out yeah. with my buds. Yeah. So That sounds awesome. That sounds like a great weekend. Traveling with friends, I I do it so much now. Like, I have a yearly trip to Vegas with my friends, and we go eat Copa... Yeah, I can't even think of the word. Tons of food. Yeah, um, tacos and dim sum. Copious <laughs> amounts. Copious yeah. amounts. Thank you. Copious amounts of food. And just, I got in the habit of doing it, and it's just, it's always a good time. Excellent. Um, and another thing I want to touch, like uh, from Lock and Load, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Piggy Smalls. Piggy Smalls. Uh, Albert Einstein. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that name. So, <laughs> yeah. so he, uh, we went to QFC or something while we were there to get some, uh, get some food or something for the hotel room. Uh, me and my friend Theo and someone else. Anyway, oh, and James. Sorry, <clears throat> forgot about James. Uh, so we're walking around QFC, and I look over in the dog toy section, and there's a pig there. So I'm like, ah, ha, ha, pig. And I grabbed it and honked it a few times. I'm like, oh, my God, this thing makes noise. So <laughs> I walked around with it for a while, just kind of honking it. And then I'm like, okay, I have to buy this thing. It's ridiculous, and I love it. So uh, for the next day, I proceeded to honk it at everybody that walked by me or got near me in an annoying <laughs> fashion. <laughs> And um, eventually, Chad, Chad was like, "Hey, uh, you should offer that pig as tribute to, uh, to um, Hungerford. Uh, Hungerford, thank Hungerford, you." Yeah. So there's Sorry. a there's a great picture online. I think you've we posted, posted it, it yeah. of uh, me offering Piggy Smalls as tribute. Or so the Piggy Smalls thing. Uh, when I first got him, we were looking up just ridiculous pig names, and we came up with Piggy Smalls and Albert Einstein. Or we didn't come up with it; we found those names. And we were asking people which one they preferred, and Piggy Smalls was by far the uh, the most popular of the of the votes. Um, and when we offered the pig, or when I offered the pig to Hungerford, I didn't tell him its name. He was just like, "Hey, man, just so you know, you're going to be seeing your pig on stream. Thanks, have a good day, shake my hand, nice. walk away." Um, which is funny to actually see that thing show up on stream like a week or two later. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> but then it it went from they didn't have a name for it. And then they kind of hinted that its name was Kevin, but Kevin is the green pig. Hmm. Uh, so they've actually started calling it the pig with no name, <laughs> like to go with the wolf oh, with no name thing. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah. So okay. it's the pig with no name apparently. Okay. <laughs> this poor thing. How many names does it have? Yeah. Uh, four now. Yeah. Yeah. Or no name at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting one because it's the only warthog pig. Hmm. And then they, yeah. uh, 
earlier today I pulled up my phone and they had a surfer pig that somebody had gotten them from Hawaii. So there's just going to be like a room of pigs in the <laughs> office. Pretty. Soon. That's yeah. pretty cool. Army of pigs. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's almost like they have one of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> they have minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. So I think we'll wrap up this section. Our, our main topic was just, you know, one more note of encouragement. Uh, you know, a lot of our listeners are the, the, the type that just kind of play locally. Maybe they'll drive up to lock and load, that sort of thing. And so what encouragement uh, would you give to someone um, who is looking at trying one of the bigger tournaments, um, you know, for their first time? Uh, what encouragement would you give them? Um, skill level, painting level, army level, whatever aside. All that stuff aside, it's everyone I've played against at a tournament has been so fun and so knowledgeable. Like I learned this game because I played against people and I was like, what is that? Why did you do that? And they told mm. me exactly what was going through their head and exactly why mm. they did it, or at least I believe them. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been, I've never come away from a tournament with a negative experience. Um, or if I had any negative experiences because I was mad at their terrain or I didn't drink enough water or something, it was never the people. And from what I've experienced over the years going to these tournaments, playing in local, playing at Block and Load, playing NorCal, wherever, is everyone has been just super nice. And coming from a war, uh, Warhammer background, that's such such a great change. <laughs> um, I've never heard people argue rules like it's like the old 40k stuff um it it doesn't say i can't was a big mantra back in second edition <clears throat> mm. yeah that's <laughs> um, before i got into the game so I'm, i yeah i've been playing warhammer since i was 10 uh okay. when rogue trader came out wow um not to say i'm good at it i've just been playing a long time um, anyway, but it's just, it's a fun experience. It's, everybody is helpful. If you want to advance your game, it's probably one of the best ways to do it. Uh, clock, um, clock is clock. You're, you're going to lose and you have to be okay with that. Um, whether it's on scenario clock or assassination, you're going to see casters you've never seen before, but it's going to be fun. That is a good word. That is a good word. Hey, let's wrap up um, our episode today. I think we've had a great conversation. I personally want to thank you for coming on and, and sharing, and I'm looking forward to getting this out there, and I hope that you listeners um, have enjoyed it too. Uh, before we leave, I just want to know what's on your hobby desk. Uh, Dan, what's on yours? Oh, my hobby desk is full this time around. Uh, <laughs> I'm frantically, one reason I haven't played in the Masters League yet is I'm finishing painting my guys so I can have my fully painted list. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, so I've got that going on, which actually should be finished up just about now. You know, bears, a winter troll, you know, some good stuff. And uh, a second sorcerer. Uh, as crazy as that is to have in a troll's list. Um, <laughs> and then uh, been putting together some Rulik because, you know, I'm not a faction purist and I like to dabble around, <laughs> I must say. Nice. So I've got that going on. Um, so it's just, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, just building and uh, painting. Nice. I've actually um, been traveling a lot. Um, I traveled again last week, and I'm traveling again this week. And so I haven't had uh, much time um, at the hobby desk, but but I do have about a thousand points of Slaves to Darkness assembled. And so I've, I just Zenithal primed them yesterday. 
And so I think I'm going to slap them all with some contrast paint. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. And then um, Wes and I are involved in a campaign for Frostgrave. And so we actually played this morning and um, he kicked my butt this morning. It was a, it was a, it was a walloping. And there was, there was one turn where it could have been a, a complete and total annihilation. But fortunately I got the initiative roll so I could get out of dodge uh, without anyone dying. But, uh, but he kicked my butt in the scenario. Anyway, so I've, I've actually switched out some of the models that I'm using for that. Because, you know, with Frostgrave, it's, it's just a rule set. Yeah. And there actually is a company um, that makes Frostgrave specific miniatures, but you don't have to use them. So I'm actually using, like I use, uh, um, is it Sirena and the Nis Hunter. Hunters? I actually use Nis Hunters as part of my warband for archers. And, and actually, um, I have two, two versions of those make really good uh, rangers uh, for, for my warband. And then I'm using like the, the, the Grey Lord adjunct as my apprentice. Mm. And I use the Grey Lord um, attachment uh, as my, um, he's the one that actually has the staff as my main wizard. And so it's, it's really cool. I'm using War Machine models um, from different factions uh, to represent my warband. And so, um, yeah, I want to get them fully painted because Wes's are warband, of course, is fully painted and beautifully painted yeah <laughs> so so not only does it look gorgeous on the on the table as he's coming at me he's also kicking my butt as he's coming at me so <laughs> so i need to i need to get to, i need to get on that so jeff what's on your hobby desk oh all the infernals um, yeah i think literally every infernal model that's released right now i'm currently painting my infernal gate uh which contrast paints across a large surface don't work that well i'm learning that so I'm trying to figure out a way to do it, but I'll probably just end up painting it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to get my Infernals ready because, well, Warfare Weekend is a fully painted tournament. Got it. Yep. So, okay. so yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> we have a couple, a couple events we just wanted to mention. Uh, I think our episode's going to drop later today. And so there's, I think there's still time if you wanted to uh, join us at Mox Bellevue uh, this Saturday uh, for an event. And so, Jeff, you're going. And I will be there. Me and Oz are going to be there. And so uh, looking forward to that. And then, of course, we also want to mention I-5, uh, which is October 12th uh, at the Convention Center. And that's an amazing event. Just bar none, it's an amazing event. So, yeah. So with that being said, um, I just want to thank everyone for being here with us today. Thank you for listening to our show. Uh, we love to hear from our listeners, and so if you want to send us a message, ask us a question, you can do so on our Discord uh, server, which you can find at SpellStoreMiniatures.com, or you can email us uh, at SpellStoreMiniatures at gmail.com, and if you like what you're doing, you want to, uh, you want to support us in any way, uh, tell your friends, you know, give us a like on Facebook, and uh, leave a positive review on iTunes, that, those sort of things, they, they, you know, they really go a long way, and we appreciate it, so... Uh, we're here just to inspire you to play more games, and so get out and do so. Thanks.
Bing bing, 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 bing bing